0: Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will?
1: I'm doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing?
0: Every time I add something different to the rundown, I always say what I normally say, and I don't know why.
1: Well, whatever it works, and we don't stumble over the intro, so hey, keep doing what you're doing.
0: Yep, and I am going to stumble over to more intros because tonight it's not just the two of us. We actually are preparing for a crossover by inviting a lot more voices to the show. We have, of course, back with us again, Veronica Rose.
2: Hey, guys. How you doing?
0: Yep, and the (laughs) crossover would not be complete without our buddy, our friend, and Earth One co-host pacing p is back
1: (laughs) what's up guys welcome back to both of you thanks for having me on this is
3: uh this is gonna be a lot of fun
0: hopefully don't ruin it (laughs) (laughs) no pressure yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's only three hours of tv with a lot of plot a lot of characters a lot of easter eggs nothing big
1: yeah, no, not at just, all. No, um, and just one massive like ending that you know set Twitter ablaze. Oh God! <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> Twitter is the most flammable thing on the internet.
1: It is. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I think some of the Facebook chat rooms are probably pretty, pretty hyped up too.
0: All right, I, I let's get started with a flash hour one. Um, This is my favorite episode of The Flash this season.
1: (laughs) Easily, easily. Easily,
2: easily. Mine too, since I haven't been watching it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pete, have you been keeping up with The Flash?
3: I've only seen the first two episodes, and I watched the 100th episode because they had uh, Reverse Flash and Zoom back in it, and I was curious to see how that was... Going. And honestly, after watching the 100th episode, I felt like I didn't need to s- – maybe it's because I watched the first two already, so I knew that Nora, Barry and Iris' mm-hmm. daughter, was in it. But I didn't feel like I needed to know much else, what was going on, to really be caught up because of the fact that they're kind of like
1: going back and digging into the reverse Flash stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. Cicada, quite honestly, is a very underwhelming uh, – Baddie so far this season. I've upset he's the villain of the week, and in, in many okay. ways. Well, that's the guy from Chris Klein's always going to be the guy from American
3: Pie for me. So to see him as like the villain is kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, does he talk like that always, or is his cicada voice like a phony, made-up thing? <laughs>
3: it's it's kind of funny actually. Like it's not threatening at all, and and. You know, in the 100th episode, they made it seem like they finally, uh, you know, figured out how to defeat him, and then they didn't, and I guess they're going to just keep carrying it on, but then they threw this, um, I don't know if you guys saw the 100th episode, but they kind of teased that Nora's been in contact with um, Eobard, who's alive in the future, so I don't know what they're going to do with that, but it did kind of pique my interest, so I might go back to watching The Flash, but I I really haven't watched The Flash a whole lot, so...
0: Yeah, the the teaser gets you, and you're like, "Oh, this is why I watch this show."
1: Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like he's back.
0: He's back, but yeah. he's not back. I mean, he even showed up in the crossover. Yeah, but not yeah, really.
1: Yeah, well, let's yeah, no, let's just jump jump too far ahead. As they, that's yeah, <laughs> uh, that's chapter two.
0: <laughs> I I don't know about you guys, but I got some major the original cross crossover just between the flash and arrow after Barry becomes the flash. That's yeah. what I felt some serious vibes in, especially this first hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. they play off well
2: with each other. You know, the, the dynamic is pretty good considering, you know, like we did get kind of a, a goofy Oliver in this um, crossover, but I really like the, the two of them together when they, play off each other. So yeah. I I actually enjoyed it. I mean, like I said, I haven't been keeping up with Flash. So it's definitely my favorite Flash episode this season.
0: <laughs> I like to say that we got Stephen and Mel in this crossover and not Oliver Queen. <laughs> a weird way. Right. Okay. What did you guys make of Amazo and Ivo Labs? I thought that was a weird thing that they put in there because I'm so used to thinking about Amazo related to Arrow and not the Flash
2: yeah I, you know I didn't I'll be honest I didn't even catch um, in the beginning that it was Ivo Labs I just was like oh my god there's a droid that t- sucks superpowers from the heroes like what's up with that and then somebody had mentioned it on Twitter and I was like oh wait that's the wrong show <laughs> <laughs> i was like wait um but if if you know i, I honestly i had almost forgotten all about him and Amazo, and i didn't even put two and two together with the ship and everything i'm so it honest. wasn't until yeah know. it wasn't
3: until after the show aired that i was like oh i totally got some sentinel vibes i was like oh this is dctv mm-hmm. sentinels okay um thank you. Because it reminded me of, uh, of uh, Days of Future Past. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when 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 uh, was doing all that. But then I thought, oh well, this is this is going to be the the person they fight at the end, which they ended up doing: Barry, Karen, and Oliver. Um, I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was it was a good like kind of lead into to them. Not that we needed to see anything prior to that because we already know they work well together as a team. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, but just to talk real quick about that, their team like I love watching the interaction between Barry Oliver and Kara. Like we can seriously get rid of everything else and just have them and even Superman in a show every week. I would love that because watch just I feel like Kara balances everything out with yeah. Oliver and Barry yeah. and yeah. makes it yeah. so much more like lighthearted and funny and and. You know, that's the heart right there. If there was a show, she's the heart. She would be the heart of the show. And, um, and I just love watching them interact. And I, watch, I love watching the interaction in this one in part two and three.
0: Yeah, I, this is also my favorite, Kara. Arc. like I've loved Supergirl this season but I haven't been a fan of Kara necessarily and um, she was so freaking funny and she just was the was the sister to Oliver and Barry's brother dynamic um, mm-hmm. and, and I sort of missed that As it was weird because I missed it the most in hour three because she was in Star Labs for a majority of that episode Um, but in the other two hours, that's where she really shined and she was able to anchor. And then she spent the most time with Batwoman. Come on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. World's finest. World's finest. Yeah. I, um, I I agree that, uh, with everything everyone said. And I think the other, the other piece that I really liked was how they, how do you utilize Superman in this episode? Um, As far as being that that fourth that sort of wild card in 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 the in the group, because uh, I think this is really the the first time all four of them have fought together, and so it was. It and given that Barry and Oliver has switched places as far as their as far as their powers, um, how they learned how to use the, the best of each other's powers to be able to uh, defeat Amazo and also just Barry uttering, you have failed this city.
0: <laughs> it's so classic. It's yeah. classic now. I And then also Stephen Amell's ad lib of doing the thumbs up at the yeah. end when they save the day. That was ad lib That was ad libbed,
1: yeah. That was ad libbed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> doesn't it make it that much more delightful <laughs> like,
1: Well, I, yeah, yeah. And, and that's one of the things i really enjoyed about uh part one was just seeing steven just let his comedic chops just come through i mean he just seemed you know given that he has to play dark brooding oliver all the time he was like i'm going to you know, i get to be sunny berry island and he just took it and ran with it and it was <laughs> it was just it was just you could see how much fun he was having playing, playing the flash and it it just oozed off the screen. Not only the first time I watched it, but when I watched it the second time, I I think I laughed even more, uh, because just, just how, how he just, you know, used the the timing, the jokes, everything just worked really, really well. And and again, just how well Steven and and, and grant play off each other. uh, Um, But what also, did, just but also again, yeah, just allowing him to be just allowing to be funny. Mm-hmm.
0: What did you guys think about <laughs> Iris and Barry in that episode? Um, because at the end of it, she there's a really power um, I don't want to say powerful, but a strong moment between them. And she warns him about becoming Oliver queen. Do you think she's had that fear for a while and it's finally come to light or, are they going to connect that back into what's currently going on between the West Allen clan with Nora?
2: You know, I, I haven't watched enough to really like follow what's going to, what's been going on between Iris and Barry um, to know, like to be able to really say a whole lot. All I know is that um, I think that because Iris is kind of like a complete and total optimist, And she kind of lives in this, like, I don't know. In the beginning when she was like, oh, my God, The Flash, The Flash. And she was writing about him. She was, like, his biggest fan. I feel like she kind of gets wrapped up in, like, all the goodness of it. And just when she said that, like, I know that, you know, the fandom was so divided between some people. Like, oh, how could she say that? And the other were like, oh, yeah, definitely. In In a way, I think she just wants... She likes her lighthearted, fun husband. And the idea of him being anything but just doesn't set, sit well with her.
1: That's a good point. And I think back to season three as far as the and, and some of the other situations where they've or even last year, even season four with uh, when he was four uh, uh, a dealing with uh, with a thinker. And how uh, they had their light moments, and how they were having their you know adjustments to um, to life. But um, there were some moments where Barry did get dark, in particular, you know, with season three was you know, and, and I guess she knows what could happen if he went down that dark path because of of what he became uh, as avatar. And mm-hmm. so I think. I think she was worried if he goes down that dark path. We we know we we've seen what could happen to Barry Allen if he, if he if he gets dark, and 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 becomes more Oliver like versus the sunny you know sunshine and rainbows Barry.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Um, and so in hour two we head over to Gotham City. Um Okay guys, let's talk about it. Ruby Rose, how was she? <laughs> more she Bat- was amazing.
2: Woman. More Batwoman. Yes. Yeah. More Batwoman. Yeah.
0: I know like, I don't I knew know was... if I want more Batwoman more than I want more Supergirl and Batwoman together.
1: Well it's honest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the combination. Because <laughs> Because I felt like the cameo itself was so small that I still don't have a real understanding of her as a character. I'm intrigued, um, but it also felt very one-note. Um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of mad for all the hype that we only got um, so, such a fine amount of her or a small amount of her.
3: Oh, well, I was just say I was say yeah, I agree with with you, Sarah. Because as much as I enjoyed her appearance, it's really nothing like when they introduced flash in that episode of arrow way back in was that season two or three of arrow when they Dude. that was it was originally supposed to be um you know just an episode featuring him and then they loved it so much that they it turned into the pot you know they led to the pilot um but you didn't get that sense here at all it really stuck with the crossover story and then she played her part in you know them trying to find deegan and learn more about him and get the book and and uh, and yeah like I totally agree with you Sarah like I wish we would have gotten a little bit more I think the hype was a little overblown from what we got but but what we did get though I thought I was really impressed with what with how Ruby Rose was and, and and portraying the character and um and she was a badass um you know my my daughters loved her as soon as she was on screen they were like trying to mimic all the moves she was doing the very brief. <laughs> yeah
2: no I I would love to see I would love to see a show that picks up on batwoman that'd be awesome uh, i honestly i was under the impression that she was going to be in the entire crossover i didn't realize that they were just having her in the air crossover and it was going to be so small
1: um, yeah, yeah yeah i did, I did so see it yeah i think was, we all thought that <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. there were like two yeah that and also just having the uh, even flash from barry allen from the earth 90 i, I thought that uh we would have had more of, of him as well. The way uh, whenever they did start releasing photos and stuff from the crossover, uh, it, it seemed that they were going to have much larger roles. Uh, we got that, more than,
0: Superman than either one
1: yeah, of them. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, <laughs> folks, are, if they're if they're teasing out the possibility of a backdoor pilot, that this was definitely more more so for Superman than... Uh, than I definitely have thoughts on that when we get
3: to part three. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would say that <clears throat> knowing because I've been a fan of Ruby Rose for a very long time, that just what I've seen her in, in other movies, I would think that she would probably really carry that show so well if they gave it to her. Um, she's she's just a really cool person overall, and I think that she could portray Batwoman well, and if they were to go ahead and greenlight this, I think you know, I would definitely
1: be a diehard fan of it. Yeah. Yeah. I would too. I, I, I liked, I mean, what, what we were given, uh, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely enough, it, enough there that I think if she, if the show's written well and, and carefully, then there, there's, uh, clearly they could just take their over to the next level, um, mm-hmm. with that character. Um, I, I think, I think before they do that though, I, I think it would be it would be cool to see her show up, um, uh, you know, and, and some maybe many crossovers. You know, like like they did with season one of, of the Flash when they had Oliver uh, come over. Uh, maybe they could do the, do that with Supergirl since they played so well off each other. Um, that would be really cool. I think I think the appetite is there in fandom that if you were to do any subsequent. Mini crossovers, do it on do it on supergirl.
3: Yeah. Well it's interesting about that, Hank, is is you know, we'll get to season we'll get to episode uh part three in just a bit here, but the way they left it, I almost felt like they're teasing her being on arrow because she talks directly to Oliver. So I, I wondered if that is teasing her and maybe future appearances because obviously they're not gonna I mean I, I really hope they don't have that little cliffhanger, and then we have to wait an entire year for crisis, and that's all we get yeah. for the back door. Like I, I hope that was some sort of backdoor tease that we're going to see her, um, if anything, on Arrow. Because that's just because, even though we loved her interaction with Kara, it seemed to me like they they want, and, and obviously they're on the same Earth. Um, it seemed to me that that Arrow might be the backdoor that that we see Batwoman come through.
0: I love how yeah. Oliver yeah. did not want to believe in the Batman myth. He was <laughs> <very> <laughs> Primarily yeah. because he's the original vigilante, quote-unquote.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes. well, I, I love it. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. so,
0: so since we talked about Batwoman then... What about Arkham Asylum? Um, was it a missed opportunity, did you guys think, or did they utilize that set to its fullest potential?
1: I w- I will freely say I thought that they used it to their fullest potential. I yeah. I, I even said it's like it was like a visual encyclopedia of DC comics. I mean, between as they would as you know, cobblepod Poison mm-hmm. Ivy, I mean, it, it, it was just like Yes, there, you know the the Bane mask. Whenever Cassandra Freeze was, uh, Doctor, you know, uh, or Victoria. Well, I'm, I'm saying Cassandra because it's you know Stephen's <laughs> wife. But, but uh, when Nora, Nora Freeze yes. uh, was uh, uh, in in that scene with Killer Frost, you saw the Bane mask sitting there on the on the shelf. I mean, it was just that the Arkham Asylum was just like, okay, we're gonna do fan service for you for the next you know x number of minutes mm-hmm. enjoy it and it, it 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 i thought i thought those scenes were carried off very well very effectively you know all, you know culminating in scarecrows uh, psychotropic drugs uh causing oliver and barry to uh, have visions of reverse flask and and, and 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 merlin
0: i was not expecting merlin i don't remember <laughs> being pleased about him um But I I thought it was interesting how, so in the first hour one, they spent a lot of time talking about the differences of how Oliver and Barry use their powers and are able to tap into that, that strength. Um, It comes from very different places. And then in hour two, in the Arkham, they end up learning more about the motivation um, because they're squared off with their arch nemesis. I, although I guess, I guess why partly I'm disappointed because the arrow, girl, the arrow fangirl in me, I'm like, really, out of all of them, you chose Malcolm. Where's freaking Prometheus? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or Deathstroke, <laughs> but you yeah. chose Malcolm. Yeah. But you, but you well, get did
1: get but you did get some Deathstroke. Yeah, with Jericho. Jericho.
0: It's not the same, guys.
2: no I would have expected Prometheus for sure I was I was thrown by them having Malcolm Merlin I mean um I, I don't know I feel like Oliver kind of put Malcolm to rest in a sense once you know the whole thing with Thea and and him dying on the island to protect them and what have you I just feel like if we had you know if they had thought about it maybe they would have been like oh yeah he put Malcolm Rowan to rest we don't need to bring him back into this let's go ahead and do Prometheus and even if it was simple fact that maybe Josh um couldn't appear on the show for that cameo they could have at least put somebody in the costume
0: yeah because you know? I mean he's going up against Ta- Tom Cavanaugh as Eobard Thawne the reverse fat Flash arguably one of the best villains in the Arrowverse <laughs>
3: so. right
0: <laughs> that well, has awesome. been
3: like a strategic thing, though, because, you know, a lot of a lot of viewership has kind of fallen off over the years with with all the shows. Um, and so maybe they're going, OK, well, maybe if we introduce characters from like the first season, people will know because, you know, cause, cause, you know it, it's just I, I'm just speaking as if, you know, just seeing what I've seen on Twitter. A lot of people may not know about Prometheus, so I think I agree that Prometheus probably would have been a better choice because of his ties to Oliver. But it might have been a tr- strategic thing where, like, let's just go back to their first villains, which would be obviously be Flash for Flash to see for for Arrow, it's Malcolm Merlin. So it might have been a strategic thing to do that, and might have just been easy for them to do that. But I think I think Prometheus would have been a lot more interesting in like in that scene would would have happened.
0: No, that's yeah. a that's a fair point, Pete. Yeah. I disagree. No, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you for saying that, but yeah, I guess you're right. Jeez.
3: No, I could be totally wrong. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, it could be strategic. That's all. Y-
0: you know, speaking of villains, um, we have the Monitor and John Deacon or Deegan. Deegan. Have- Deegan, Um, throughout the crossover arc, I was very surprised by the monitor. I liked him. I liked the portrayal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the the sets he was on, um, I hated. Um, I could see where the budget went and where it didn't go, but I also, he captured my attention anytime he was on. He sold it.
1: He did. Mm -hmm. Whatever he he was
0: trying to sell, he sold.
2: Definitely. I mean, yeah. there's there's so much going on that you know in the within the show. But if people just took the time to really kind of focus on the monitor and and like for those of us who know about him as a comic book character, they would have been a lot more excited about seeing him on the the crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, I the whole aspect of how he, basically he's in charge of the multiverse. I mean. Um, That whole thing just was like, I was just sitting there like screaming in my head, you know, I don't actually scream out loud, but I was feeling so excited. I I couldn't contain it. I was just sitting there like, oh my God, oh my God, I want to talk about this. Because having him there and backtracking to all the things I remember reading about in the comic books and stuff like that over the years, I'm just like, I couldn't believe that when they... Announced that he was going to be on, I was like, "God, he better do a good job." And oh my God, that guy killed it! He nailed he it.
1: Killed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, he he totally nailed it. And you know, whenever we we when we saw that the monitor was going to be on, I was uh, I uh, think we we did our pre show, and I was like, "This looks like it's leading towards crisis," and I'm saying, and and it, and it is. And mm-hmm. but I I I liked. I know, Sarah. You were talking about the budget, yeah? It did they did repurpose the set? It looked like from Star Trek Generations, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but it it worked. It, it, it worked. Yeah. And and I I hope we we I hope it's not until we'll, we'll probably will be you know until the crossover next year that we'll see the monitor again. But I'm hoping somehow, <laughs> some way, they will it will drop little. Crumbs through the the second half of each of the show's respective seasons, um, referencing the build up to to the cross to to crisis.
0: Yeah, I. Um, so we all are pretty unanimous about the monitor, but in yeah. terms of John Deegan, he 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 was very flawed for me, and not in a good way. Um, Because I didn't understand why hour one, the only change he made after receiving the book was switching Barry and Oliver um, that we were aware of. And it wasn't until later in hour three where he really thought bigger. So I don't understand why the monitor chose him only for him to make a very small change that didn't even affect him as far as I could tell, um, only to then later be given the chance again and then really take it a bit too far. He got, took it a bit too far. I don't know your (laughs) thoughts on it, you guys.
2: I think um, when we get introduced in Crisis on Infinite Earth, we're going to get introduced to Mm Anti-Monitor and he recruits Deegan. So we're, I think it's leaving that little hole to kind of start pumping us up for what's going to come. And I think answers will come then. I don't know. I, I don't know if, if the shows are going to, little by little, for the rest of the season, start dropping more and more hints about what's going to be coming. Um, so... For me, with him, with Deegan, I want to kind of wait on how I'm going to judge him. Because at first I was like, well, what you know, maybe he was like jealous of The Flash and Green Arrow because everybody raves about them. And maybe he was like, well, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to switch you up because I think it's funnier. I don't know. They never did give us that. But I mm-hmm. think, um, you know, if we if we hold off on that, we're going to start finding out a little bit more once... The you know it, it, with throughout the rest of the season into the next before we get to the crossover again next year.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think the I think why he went sort of small before is he was only aware I guess when he first got the book maybe of of the Earth One heroes. So you know it's it's Barry and Oliver, um, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah, maybe switching them up It was yeah. Again, I think maybe it was just his inexperience And, and not mm-hmm. thinking Not, you know, not thinking Grand as far as like What can I really do to like change up this universe So Yeah, so I think I think You know, the monitor selected him As, as I guess, the, the The holder of the book Um uh, because I guess he probably did see the potential for him to, to do grand mischief, uh, mm-hmm. but it was I think he he needed to sort of get uh, channel the channel in a good place here. Uh, he 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 he, is co- he was constantly working on how to uh, rejigger the the experiment.
2: Yeah, and that got lost in the crossover, like yeah. what his original purpose was, and why maybe the monitor picked him because there was so much else going on that his art kind of got lost
3: in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to add on what you guys were saying, like it, it as the crossover goes on, and we get into part three, and you really see how they can alter the realities. You kind of go back, at least I did. I went back thinking, well, then why did he only change Oliver and Barry and everything else stayed the same? So that, that did seem like a little flawed. I agree with you on that, Sarah.
0: What are your thoughts then to go into Hour 3? Um, we all saw the spoiler pictures of Tyler Hecklin in the black Superman outfit. So to find out in Hour 3 that it was really John Deegan um, def- Changing, becoming Superman in this reality. Um, what were your thoughts on that choice? I,
1: I thought
3: it was good. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I was gonna say the same. It, oh well, sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. It. Uh, yeah. It. It made. It made total sense for it to go that way, and I, I'm glad that they built it up that way instead of him immediately going into. It fit, you know, coming up with a scenario where he was the s- Superman, because if they had done that in a, in, in a Chapter One of uh, the uh, the crossover event, then it, you know, the, what more can you get than than you know, for a person who has unlimited power, other than a, uh, other than a monitor who can like you know, take care of someone with the you know, pointing of the finger. So, <laughs> so I, yeah, it was it was a good strategic call storytelling wise to to have to, to have a gr- build up to that point.
2: Yeah, I think Superman being considered, you know, the all-American superhero, you know, in a sense, that it just seemed like a natural decision to become Superman and not any of the others, which makes sense to me. I mean, I it, it you know, he this guy is wanting to be a hero, he wants to be Loved and adored and revered, mm-hmm. and who who is all of that? Well, Superman, yeah. <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. I yeah. was, I totally, I personally <laughs> dig the black Superman outfit, but I <laughs> love blacks, so don't
1: mind me. But yeah, no, I
2: <laughs> I totally was into that.
1: That's a good point you made though about being adored, because you know, whenever we were first introduced to Degan, he was in his class and he was trying. Trying to mm-hmm. get that uh, mm-hmm. from from the students, and, and uh, that's a very that's a very good point that you just raised there.
0: So, was it that he wanted to be Superman or that he wanted to be Supergirl? Because what I thought. I was very interested in that um, conversation between him and Kara and how she doesn't exist on this earth from what he could tell. And so I couldn't get a good read on if there were implications in that conversation if Superman existed on that earth, but P- Kara didn't.
2: <laughs> I mean, I could tell you my theory as to why, but always I always
0: tell me your theory, Veronica. Jeez. <laughs> Don't back.
2: <laughs> I just feel like in a sense it's foreshadowing <laughs> to Kara's death from like in the comic books, mm. you know. Mm. Okay, so be quiet. that's <laughs> 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 See, I told you like, oh my god, I'm gonna get so much hate like I did last time I was on y'all's show. Oh god. <laughs> um Yeah, no, I, it's that's the thing that came to me when when he started saying all that and like Alex had no idea that, you know, like, you're my sister, what, you know, I was like, Oh, God, don't tell me that this is the earth where, you know, she gets killed. <laughs> I was like, Oh, my God. So that's kind of what I was thinking the whole time. And why I felt like her being um, locked up and kind of not a part of our three so much was that was a little bit of a foreshadowing there. Um but that's just my theory, so don't you know don't hold me hold it against me <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry, I didn't know if either of the boys wanted to say anything, so I was oh, patiently um, waiting
3: no? <laughs> oh, no, i I, uh, I think that's an interesting theory because we really haven't had any indication that there is a supergirl on on earth one um but uh, I think I, I kind of like that. I think that that's, adds a different dynamic, especially to what could happen to her character in the future. I also thought it was interesting that Deegan did choose Superman to become when he really only has Kara to base his, that off of, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and then you see him kind of, like, be shocked when Superman did appear. Like, oh, crap. Like, you look exactly like me, but you're the actual complete opposite of me. Um, but I thought that was really cool to do that. I actually did think I actually liked this version of Superman and the part three episode. Um, I'm a, I'm a very huge Superman fan. And so I was really interested to see how this, how this would work out. I, I, I haven't watched a whole lot of Supergirl, so I've seen a little bit of what, um, of this CW Superman, um, has brought to, uh, to television, but I really liked. Um, this I really liked uh, I can't say his last name, Tyler. what is his last name Sarah?
0: Hecklin
3: Tyler he- Tyler he- hecklin. Uh, the Superman he grew on me and to the point where I would like to see more of him um okay. and and I didn't and honestly, I didn't get that in part one like i like I actually found some issues with during the first episode and part of that is because I felt like I, I might be jumping a little bit ahead here, but a lot of the Clark and Lois stuff seem rushed to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that it's a develop that they're developed already in terms of their relationship and who they are as individuals, but we're really seeing this for the first time. And so, this is where I was talking about earlier about Batwoman getting her show and Superman getting his own show. In my opinion, and, and you know, there's a lot of moving parts right now with Warner Brothers and and, and their plans to bring in with what they're doing with, with Superman and, and the fact that they're already pushing for a Superman or Supergirl movie. Um, it, it really makes me wonder if they are moving towards something cinematically with Superman, because it, if you you're going to do a Superman TV show, I feel like stuff like that, like announcing that she's pregnant, watching them, watching the proposal, like, that stuff would be saved for the television show. So <laughs> the fact that they're introducing all this so quickly, and the fact that he told Kara, oh Kara, I'm only I'm gonna be gone for like nine months or maybe longer. They have no plan to me that that says that they have no plans to bring in Superman and if he comes back it's going to be very in a very limited fashion whereas with Batwoman everything they did I felt like they were going to be moving forward with a Batwoman TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I definitely
2: agree with that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I I really liked Lois and Clark and it's been a while since I've really appreciated that relationship so I I agree that everything it felt rushed and it was weird and it was um it took up a lot of more time than i had originally anticipated um but i i really like their chemistry between one another i i think that they play off of each other well as actors the scene that bothered me the most was the proposal scene because there's that moment where he's looking away and and for a moment I felt they were they were gonna do that that weird twist where yeah. oh Deegan isn't fully gone yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: it still bothers me <laughs> I'm like why why wouldn't that turn into a different direction um, with that setup I
3: just it could up. it could you know I mean I they could have left that you know uh, they could have left that door open. You know, I, I to me, you know, they didn't do that on just to do it. I felt like it was purposeful, but we're not going to know that for a while. I don't think, you know, and, and I hope it does pay off. I hope that we are, you know, we're going to probably get a theory spiral about this. But, you know, I hope that it does become something because you have this huge moment that could either lead to something massive or kind of ruined by the fact that he just
1: dozed off for a second. Mm. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't, yeah. I didn't have a problem with uh, the proposal scene. I thought it was, uh, again, I think it was a, a good way that, depending on how things, how people reacted to the Superman character, one, they could they could go either direction. They could put it on the shelf and just have Superman come in recurring status. Or they could go in the direction of, of a series. But I think the, the more I think about it, I think it's better that he is more a recurring character. Because it would be very hard to have Superman and Supergirl coexist on the in, in, in the same um, television space yeah. um, c- concurrent.
2: And I, I thought the proposal scene was kind of a nice little homage to like Superman from Christopher Reeves and yeah. Margot Kidder. Totally. You know, that yeah. I thought that was really cool, especially my mother. She huge Christopher Reeves Superman fan. Like, oh my God, you can never tell her that he wasn't the best Superman of all time. <laughs> she will argue <laughs> to the to the death on that. And so when she saw that, like, because I made her watch the whole crossover with me. Um, when she saw that, she was just, like, clapping, and she was all excited. She just thought it was so great. And it really was. I personally liked it. I thought it was really sweet. Um, I, you know, I don't know what's to come of all that, but if he's a recurring role in Supergirl, great. You know, but if not, and they give him his own show, then I guess we're going to take off to where... All the other Superman shows never went. It's going yeah. to start where he's married and on. on. It's no longer going to be about the the beginning. So yeah. who knows? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I don't need another Superman show because I have Krypton.
3: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same, you've never exactly. seen Smallville. Are you trolling or you've never seen Smallville?
0: No, I, I've seen Smallville. Oh, okay, okay. I just don't I don't need another Superman show um, oh, okay, okay, gotcha, because gotcha, of gotcha. the <laughs> movies and everything and we, we've had Smallville um but Pete have you seen Krypton?
3: You know I just started watching it. I'm a couple episodes in and so um I'm really digging what they're doing um but I'll save my opinions for when I finish it. Oh, um,
0: you have <laughs> no idea. You have no
3: idea. Or race yes. yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Um, One of the
2: things I like, though, is um, when they were in Argo, and uh, they took Cisco into with the whole little like back and forth that went on in there. That was fantastic because um, the actor who plays Superman, Tyler, he he really fits in with those guys. He did such yeah. a great job looking like you know the total push my glasses on my nose kind of guy, just not quite. Quite getting their jokes, but still enjoying them. I, I love that whole thing. So if they keep Superman, then like as a recurring role, I hope that he's on all the shows every now and again because he's really good with them.
0: Shout out to Cisco. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I, he he is such an underused actor because. <laughs> Every now he and is. then they let him play something different. And he always nails it. He He's very much like a Tom Cavanaugh in the making. He is. So yeah. I just... I, I, I adored him in yeah. Hour 3.
1: I think yeah, this was my favorite alt Cisco. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I saw somebody
3: tweet out or something like, why is Cisco always like... Um, like, why is it when they go to like another Earth like he's just this complete opposite, polar opposite of the Cisco we know and i I didn't think there's anything wrong with that. I love seeing him as like this boss you know uh gang leader type you know mafia style guy. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was and he did it like you guys said like he nailed it so well, and he plays these roles these different earth roles so well or different reality roles so well, and I want to see more of it. I think it's hilarious and and he never fails to entertain me.
0: right, and in terms of writing wise it made sense because in hour three. What Cisco brought is this is the destiny has been, been re- rewritten, but Cisco still has the same power he had in normal reality, whatever yeah. you want to call it, in the real world. Yeah.
1: He's <laughs> Except that he's still a viber. Yeah. He's still a yeah. viber. He can yeah. still
0: vibe. Um, he just does it in a different way and not necessarily to help people, but to help himself. So he's much more self interest motivated. Uh, which which leads us to the conclusion of the episode. I don't know about no pun intended, um, but did anybody feel like the conclusion was rushed with um defeating uh, Degan and Evil Superman? Um, eh.
1: I don't know if I felt it was rushed I mean...
0: Was it too slow?
1: No, I think I thought. I mean, as far as pacing was, I thought it was well paced. Um, I think, for me, I, the the big question mark for me is, and it, it is for everyone, is you know what exactly did Oliver bargain, barter uh, when he was with the mo- with the monitor? Yeah, but as I, far I didn't as- have a problem with the ending.
3: I thought it was alright.
0: You didn't, or you did have a problem with
3: it? I, I didn't have a problem with it. I, it didn't. It didn't seem rushed. It didn't seem too slow. It seemed about right how it would all go down. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it was a little surprising they brought Lois in to help out. I didn't expect that, but you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe they wanted to showcase them a little bit more because we aren't going to get them. You know, so they wanted to get maybe get some more. Uh, inter, uh, some more reaction from us, and maybe they wanted to see like how you know how is this how is the crowd taking to this all to this Lois and Clark, Lois and Superman uh, combination, uh, which it seems like most people seem to like like this interpretation. Um, yeah. But was,
1: uh, yeah, uh, badass uh, badass Lois because she came came <laughs> fight, <you> know? <laughs> she wasn't yeah. there just to be like the damsel in distress or whatever. No, you know? no, no. Yeah. She got yeah.
3: she got her hands dirty, and that yeah. was I no problem with it.
1: Which I know a lot of the West Island folks were like, Really? You know, <laughs> I won't, I won't, I, won't, I, won't you know, I won't go there with the elsewhere else so white, but that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know, I don't know. Um I'll have to rewatch it, but overall, like seeing the end, it I didn't feel rushed, I didn't feel anything but um kind of just more excited, especially when during Hour 2 and they introduced Psycho Pirate, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but I'm telling you, I was totally geeking out over all the introductions of all these characters that I've read about over the years since I was a kid. And I'm just like, wait a second. And then I was discussing something with Will, I think yesterday, whatever, about remembering that Lila is one of the main ones to help mm. monitor in infinite crisis and i was like wait a second what does this mean and um so i've been spiraling in like all these other directions that has nothing to do with what they showed on the crossover but all these little things that were happening previously in the in this in the season on arrow with with lila um that I'm like, you know, freaking out about because there's all these other little things that were happening within the show, like in the three hours that I was like, oh my God, that could mean this or that could mean that. Um, so, you know, I, I'm totally okay with how they left everything. And mm-hmm. I know so many people are not um, because everyone likes that closure
4: mm-hmm.
2: and they, they want that instant gratification of knowing how everything ends. But I really enjoyed the way they left it, kind of just left that cliffhanger, so you're like, "Oh my God, what's about to happen Um I enjoy this entire crossover so much, and I'm so excited about what's to come for the next one, so
1: yeah, I don't yeah. know yeah, i mean there's you know there's so many things there uh that were that were Again, fan service and and homage um, just to you know other shows. I mean, are we
0: in shade right now? <laughs> Me? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. I don't know. The way you said that, you're like, yeah, you know, fan service, and I'm like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> no, no. It's just in the sense. I I mean, there was just so many Easter egg things that they were putting out there yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that you know that were you know every generation of DC fan. Can could could enjoy, and I think that was mm-hmm. that was what I really for me. That was what made this crossover super exciting, and why I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Everything from seeing Barry and Kara, you know, crossing the globe as you know, like, a lot Superman the movie, to yeah, uh, obviously, you know, seeing what got me into the honestly into, into DC, um, mm-hmm. was what with, with you know, John Wesley's ship playing the 1990 version of Barry Island. <laughs> and, and, and and wanting more of that. And, you know, and then th- starting a the theory spiral, like, okay, we go to, if, you know, what happened to, what happened, you know, he, he flicked him, I don't know if he, if the monitor flicked that Barry out of existence or he just sent it back to Earth-90. Mm-hmm. And is he going to be the one that's going to actually be the one that disappears in the, in the crisis or is it going to be our, our Barry? And of course, I mean, shame on us if we don't mention the, uh, the, uh, Drop about uh about John and being a
2: oh yes,
1: yeah, we can't like not talk, you know, shame on us if we don't bring that up during this podcast because that was oh, very my God, cool, moment. yes, that was cool, yeah.
2: I, I totally that one time I did actually like let out a squeak. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was so floored. I mean I actually stood up off the sofa and just stood there. My mom's like, what? What? What what did I miss?
4: <laughs> and I was
2: like, the ring. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> um I because I have always thought this in the beginning, but I've only ever told a couple of people because it's not something that a lot of people know about. How how Jordan and Oliver Queen are buddies, you know? Yeah. And yep. so I was always like, God, I wish they would have made John Green Lantern instead of Spartan, you know? Um, But I guess, you know, it's not really something they can bring into the DC TV world. Uh, So, but for them to hint at it like that and maybe give us some of that for, you know, next crossover, I was just so excited because this is something I've always dreamed for John Diggle since, like, they brought him into the show.
1: And there's been so many... Yeah. Yeah, and there's been, like, nods to... Green Lantern and and, and previous crossovers mm-hmm. with you know Ferris Air and the mm-hmm. Hangar. and I mean there's just mm-hmm. again every crossover has been building up to this point for two crisis yes. so um, again it, it's it's just I'm excited for the crisis and and also just for the Arrowverse because it seems that they are uh, building towards um, maybe breaking down the walls and having one unified universe, or, uh, mm-hmm. but, but also just, just the payoff of, of, what you know, I think it, this crossover reminded me why we fell for these shows to begin with, because it, yeah. it really did have the best elements of them all, and it did get into the, the the silly shipping wars, and people were trying to do that kind of stuff, and all that, mm-hmm. you know, and their various fandoms, but, you know, there, there really wasn't much of that. Uh, obviously, they had to touch on Oliver and Felicity's estrangement right now, and Oliver did with the very Oliver thing, which is, yeah. you know, hotter him <laughs> Yeah. But I, I like the resolution that they had at the at the end of the crossover, mm-hmm. uh, with their relationship and and how hopefully it will, you know, they'll pay it, bring it forward, um, in in seven B. As far as yeah. how they learn grow, how Oliver learns how to grow with his new self, which we talked about, like on, you know, last week's podcast, and,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and and how Felicity and her new badassery is, is you know, learns how to live with maybe counter, counter and gentler Oliver since he's on, have to he's working with uh, Star City police now.
2: Yeah, well, it's like Sarah and I talked. had mentioned in that one that we're kind of tired of them always writing that kind of like, oh my god, they're going to break up. What do we do? And then the next episode, it's like, everything's fine. and um, it's They actually show them working out their problems, like, the way a real married couple would do, and not, like, get ready to just walk out on each other at every little drop of a hat. So it was kind of nice that they gave us that much in the crossover. Like, it was like, you know, we were arguing about something stupid. Like, we shouldn't even have dealt with this. Like, It was dumb, and I love you, and okay, we're done, we're over. Let's let's fight the bad guys. And I was happy they did that, and they didn't drag that whole thing out.
0: Right. Um, This crossover proved to me that Oliver and Barry should be married. (laughs) (laughs) They they seem to just know how to work through their problems very... um, Maturity is a good word for it. They have great chemistry. Um, that that should be an else world somewhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's like on earth 5,000 or
0: something <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know uh, so it's it's interesting because the last crossover I, I really enjoyed um, and it and a lot of it was built around Oliver and and you could argue, a lot of this one is also built around Oliver Queen as well um he's kind of like the close the opening and the closing points of this whole arc where do you guys the think the butt of everybody's joke yeah <laughs>
3: um
0: i mean mm.
1: I
3: what
0: you, what you say? I missed yeah, I, I'm sorry, Veronica had said something and I was still talking I'm like I don't know what she just said. It's funny. It's Oliver's the
1: butt of the jokes, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hold on, honey. No, well, I mean, just like Will was saying before about not talking about the ring, um, we we have to talk about the scene that was not shown between moni- the monitor and Oliver.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I think I think I think it just to me it was obvious like he made some sort of deal where he's gonna sacrifice himself. I, you know, and there's a lot of deaths in and and crisis and and all the, you know, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis. There is so many deaths in, in mm-hmm. that in those in that series that it's, you know, a lot of these shows that adapt. Uh, That are adaptations, you know, they take so many liberties. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. And so I
3: think you're going to see that in crisis next year. I don't think everyone's going to die. I think you're going to see some people die. I think you're going to see, I think, I honestly think Oliver's going to die. I don't, I don't, I, and, you know, part of that too is because, and, you know, I haven't watched a whole lot of Arrow, but I know they're doing like a flash forward thing instead of a flashback thing this, this during the season. And so it makes me wonder. If if that's gonna lead to you know Oliver showing Oliver's death in, in the final cri- in the Infinite Crisis episode, so and then and also I know a lot of people are thinking that Barry could die, but I actually think I wonder if they're gonna s- sacrifice um, John Wesley ships Barry Allen instead of mm-hmm. instead of Grant Gustin. That would make more sense mm-hmm. uh, from a story standpoint, in my opinion. So I think that's what they'll do because I think. I don't see the flash ending anytime soon. I know that a lot of people assume that and said, oh, that probably means that they're moving forward with the Flash movie. I don't think that means that at all. I just think uh, I, I think uh, introducing the John Wesley ship character, if anything, made it easy for them to say, we, we can this care this flash version can die. We can keep the Grant Gustin version.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I touched on that earlier. I think that I think that's probably what will happen. yeah um, mm-hmm it'll it'll end up being Barry from Earth 90 instead of Barry of Earth 1. Uh I'm still torn about Oliver being yeah, you know, a sacrifice in himself. I I see arguments on, you know, on both sides. Um I think if you take keep to keep it in universe, it makes sense. I mean, he did, he I mean, he was one of the deaths in in the in the original crisis. Uh it it would be the ultimate it, it would be a good re- sort of end of his of his arc as as far as how he has grown from the oliver the playboy oliver yeah. to where we you know to what we're seeing the evolution this season and and then if it and then if he sacrificed you know the deal was take me Um, then that makes sense. The other, but part, but other thing is, it could have just been, you know, part of the deal was just basically a delay in judgment day for for Barry and and Kara. And, and that those, those events have been, um, predestined. But, you know, throughout these shows, they talk about certain events in time have a certain, way of unfolding at certain points and at this at this juncture is just not the right point for for it to, to to happen because yeah maybe the monitor still needs he still needs barry and he still needs Kara to be able to defeat the anti-monitor in the future yes
0: right mm-hmm. so to go off of that point well because i'm just as torn as you are about it um because what stands out to me is that con- other conversation between the monitor, Barry, and Oliver, where they try to understand what this all is. What are they being tested for? And the monitor talks about how it's not about self-sacrifice. It's about knowing your yourself and who you are. And, but he also acknowledges that Oliver is willing to die so I can see this playing out so many different ways and I think that's part of the brilliance of it is because they they give you just enough um, but they also don't give the whole thing away where um, yeah. where it's it's still gonna be a surprise as to whatever they do because I mean, We are watching Arrow, and we talked about it just the other week. They're not talking about Oliver in these flash-forwards. So something happened, and he's not there, and Felicity's off the deep end. I don't know what's happening. Um, There's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of crazy stuff happened. They might have had a child and, and I'm sure all of the elicity shippers who want Maya to be the kid are kinda like, Well, as long as they um have sex in time, that'll work.
1: Yeah, baby watch. Baby watch yeah. you have yeah, now you have the introduction of a sis, half sister, so she could take up the you know, I've seen that out there too, that she could mm-hmm. continue to be, she she could be the new green arrow and if he, if he passes away so
2: yeah. well and the thing is is like with Amiga Queen you know she eventually teams up with Oliver in the comics and they fight together and then I think that like I don't feel like to be honest like my thing is I don't think they're going to kill off any of their main characters I feel like they're going to do a non-main character death and that's why I definitely agree with Pete that it would be Earth Nighty Barry Allen because then Barry Allen does die. Yep. Like Destiny yep. says, yep. Barry Allen will die and he's yeah. going to die. But so you need two I deaths. I totally said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing that I'm thinking is he's balancing out Destiny. So he's one one life for one life. And so it's somebody else may die or something else may happen. But I just. I don't feel like Oliver, after what he already went through with Slabside and having sacrificed himself for his loved ones, he finally realized that didn't do anything. That put his wife and kid in danger. Mm. That put his friends in danger. And he realized, so I don't know if he would be like, yeah, sacrifice my life for them. I just, as much as Oliver has grown so much, because in the beginning, he probably would have been like, whatever. But I think that I just don't think that he would be like yeah take my life for theirs
1: yeah right? yeah especially I mean, given what he's what he's just been through you're mm-hmm. right and and being playing God at least in star City and all the negative ramifications that came from that.
0: I yeah. wonder if, to go to your point, Veronica, about the one life for one life, if it goes back to that, what we talk, were talking about earlier between Kara and Deacon and how Kara's not, her destiny isn't there. Like, mm-hmm. she's not a part of the book. So why would the Monitor be concerned about balancing out her death um, if it's not a part of what's been rewritten?
1: Right. 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 Well, I think, and I think this crossover kind of—it was a way that astute DC readers would would recognize
4: mm-hmm.
1: the Kara and Barry, like what we're discussing now, and I, any one of the three, all all three of those characters all perished in the crisis, but. Obviously CW is not gonna be canceling any of these shows anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So that So you're I, telling I,
0: me it's gonna be brainy. Okay.
1: No. no <laughs> I think I think I think Pete's I think Pete is correct. It's gonna be more likely than not Earth Naughty Berry. Yeah.
0: You guys, we were supposed to say, Pete, you're wrong. You can never be on the show again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <God.
4: laughs>
0: Pete Sorry, has guys. slammed the gavel. He has said. Yes. <laughs> Any yes. anything else you want to say, Pete, and just be affirm that you're right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I said my piece.
2: <laughs> Wait. What did you all think, though, about the way that everyone kept saying that Oliver was darkness and blah blah blah, and like he's don't be like him. I You know, because there's so much um, back and forth amongst the fandom on that. And I just, I, I didn't, I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I'm Maybe I'm not as sensitive. I don't know. I, I didn't, it didn't bother me as much as, like, a lot of the Oliver Queen fans. Um, because in the end, like, he went up against Monitor and, and he did something he talked with him that we don't all know about and from what i can tell he didn't tell barry about it and he didn't tell Kara about it so whatever was discussed between him and monitor he kept to himself and I, i'm just you know i i feel like maybe the the constant digs that oliver really to him actually showing that you know he's grown from this person that they all keep teasing him that he
3: is Sorry, sorry to cut you off, guys. I gotta head out. I got a couple little girls that really want to put candy canes on the Christmas tree. So, all right, <laughs> sorry, I gotta cut this short.
0: <laughs> the, well, you, not a problem, Pete. Do you want to sign <laughs> out now? Where can our uh, listeners find you?
3: Yeah, um, uh, you can find me at Pacing Pete on Twitter. Um, if you want to talk uh, superheroes and all things, all things, uh, Superheroes, Just hit me up on Twitter at Basing Pete. Um, I love talking about all this stuff all the time. But um, thanks for having me on. And uh, hope we can do it again soon. Definitely.
0: Thanks, Pete. Have a good See you guys. Okay. Recording-wise, are we okay, Will?
1: Yep, we're still good.
0: Okay. Because <laughs> I want to I wanna talk about that, Veronica. Because this is something I've been waiting to say since the top of the show. Um, I felt honestly, like all of that, um, negativity towards Oliver was actually more about Barry Allen than Allen than Oliver, if they do it right. Um, Mm -hmm. and it goes back to why I brought up that scene between Barry and, and Iris, um, we, we've been hinted at since season one, that, that Barry is going to do a self-sacrifice In 2024, I believe.
1: That's correct. Um,
0: And he's going to disappear. And Nora, having gone back in time this season to meet her dad, who does a self-sacrifice, I think that's starting to um, make Iris more aware of the man she married and the Mm. potential that he is going to abandon her and leave her one day and and that's partly why she fell in love with him but mm-hmm. that's also going to build some resentment there so so if they i really i really like to think that that's why they wanted to make it clear that difference between these two characters because if in crisis it turns out Oliver does make that ultimate sacrifice um and and that's partly why Barry ends up disappearing a few years later um for um to to uphold that kind of honor that these heroes have i i can see iris kind of like this is not going to end well for our family and that's her priority
2: see and that's that's really good because you know I, like i said i haven't followed flash so i you know i don't know much about what's happening and and the appearance of nora and all that so that's something I'm definitely going to keep in mind when I uh, start watching Flash again. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's good. I I didn't even think about that, honestly, because, you know, I don't really know too much about what's going on there with Flash and Iris and his family situation.
1: Yeah, I, I really don't... I mean, you, you, that's a very, very deep thing that you shared about Iris and Barry's relationship. And I think...
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's very, it's, you're right. I think, yeah, Oliver was the better at jokes, but the more, you, the more you say it, you know, when you've said that, I mean, you're right. I think that was as much a reflection of Barry and his, as you said, his uh, impending sacrifice and, and, all, and, you know, really hasn't been deeply explored for Iris and her, how it would impact her, and I think, as you as you pointed out, I think that was a way of uh, her saying that to to Barry, and and other things that were going on during that episode. Really, uh, and the season really have um, really focused on you know, that that headline and how how that is going to impact impact them.
0: Right. It it reminded me, because these past few episodes of The Flash, um, we finally got resentment between Nora and Barry. Mm -hmm. And, of course, much to me rolling my eyes, they wrapped it up in a single episode. So stupid. Um, But there was (laughs) those brief moments where she... She was like, "Why are you risking your life every time you go out there? You could die. You literally were dead in my arms, and then, and then we pulled the flash trick, and you're back and you're breathing <clears throat> again. Um, but if if you keep doing this, one day you're not going to come back. And that's my reality. And how how do I live with that? How do you live with that? Um, so so I don't know. It's something to explore, but." Um, mm-hmm. Part of the reason maybe why it's not standing out is because The Flash has not had the best, um, has had a very seesawed first half of the season in terms of writing.
4: Yeah. Yeah. See,
2: By saying that, you know, it's funny that I think about it now is Kara and Barry are doing their thing because they have their superpowers. So they're able to go out there and do stuff a little bit more than, say, Green Arrow can. Um, and now that you think about it, he's the one that actually goes to talk to monitor, but who are the two that are out there sacrificing? So I when it goes back to like, you know, who's gonna you know, who quote unquote who's gonna die. Um and and I, I wonder, yeah, you know, that you say that Iris is is imagining all these things that they have been told about their future. And I do remember and I don't even remember what season it is, but where they show that like the flash dies and she doesn't have the name of him and mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah, you know what? That I can see now why Iris would tell Barry and then you're telling me this between her and Barry. So okay. New a new spiral for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see, I, see, I I'm surprised because it took me to convince Veronica to watch The Flash and not Will.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, cause that's that's fine, that's fun. See, I'm, I'm, I, I, as long um, as I I'm, do,
0: he doesn't care.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't care who gets credit for it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I I think that's also why this this crossover was so strong where. I, all three central characters are at their best. And mm-hmm. for viewers who are only watching one or two of the three, I, I felt like it's a good way to make you curious about the other yeah. shows and want to jump over, especially if. We know what's coming in 2019. We don't know exactly how it's going to all play out, but we do know it's there, which is something they haven't done before. They've never done the crossover, the next crossover announcement that this early. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So if if you if there are questions, I'm sure many people are going to start going back to those other shows and see if there's clues as to what's going to happen right. um, next fall. And,
1: and also, and. And, and also, will the legends play a role in the upcoming crossover? And They'll have if, to with, because with I mean, Crisis
0: Constantine the who? is a part of it. Uh-huh. The what?
2: Oh. <laughs> who? Oh. The who? Don't be so cruel. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I I didn't miss them. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I did. I didn't miss them either. Even though I, I did, it's funny. I did watch the first few minutes of the. Uh, I guess. Uh, Legends oh, on Monday night,
2: yeah.
1: the the finale, and uh, they had the little end joke about the oh, I guess you know the crossover joke. Uh, yeah, from, from Ray, that was just uh, yeah. I did have to. I, I I freely admit I was laughing out loud when when Ray Palmer said that.
2: <laughs> yeah, no i I think that they would have to because Constantine does play a part in um, Crisis on Infinite Earth, so being that they have Constantine on that show now, they would probably definitely include them.
0: Or just him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or just him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <Yeah.
0: laughs> no. It's like going to try to throw something at me, even though we're not in the same... <laughs> Oh, man, anything else? I think we covered everything. But yeah, say I think so. your final. Yeah, dates,
1: I don't guys. really. Yeah, I don't have anything, anything more to say for for this this crossover.
0: Um, oh, mm-hmm. shout out to James Bamford. I um I remember when we covered his one of the episodes he directed on Arrow, and I felt like his episode for the crossover. I actually really enjoyed. Um but I um, I thought that was pretty cool. So shout out to him. I think he did a good job.
1: Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah. I I enjoyed it. I always like his
1: shows when he directs. Definitely had the yeah, um, I mean the energy was just there with those fight scenes and everything. Just yes. the atmosphere. Yeah. That's atmosphere. what I think
2: I love so much about his shows is the fight scenes like I dig it. And he he doesn't shy away from, like... I mean, John took down all those inmates, like, all at once. Like, I was like, that is amazing. And the killer way that he filmed Batwoman flying through the air to knock out both Green Arrow and Barry... Like, yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think that he did a great job with this episode, for sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Um... Veronica, well, it was great to have you back. And why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you?
2: They can find me on Twitter at nerdychicana, N-E-R-D-Y-X-I-C-A-N-A.
0: She spelled it out. She's one of us, Will. She
2: is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? Because most people don't know the Chicana.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Will. Where can our listeners find you?
1: Yes, you can find me at Will and Polk. That's W I L L M P O L K.
0: And you can find me at S J Belmont. S J B E L M O N T. Please follow our t- our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and even YouTube. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.